the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 229 of the Heart of LAFC podcast. Today, we're going to preview, yeah, that game. The one you want to call maybe the 110 Derby, Classico, the, the game of many names. Yes, the rivalry match. We're going to Carson this weekend, people, and it's going to be special, I am sure. To properly cover it, though, we do need a full crew. So as you can see here, for those watching, we've brought the team. So let's welcome back Bam, Tony, and Ben. Bam, how are you feeling, sir? Feeling okay. Still got the anesthetic in me. I had surgery about five hours ago. So at the moment, I'm feeling all right. Just going to get through this episode and go to bed. Once again, Bam showing that he's built a little bit different, people. Uh, Bam, we're, we're, we're praying for you, man. We know we know you've been, been through a lot already. But, dude, thanks for toughing it out and coming it on and making it happen, man. It's cool, dude. It's good to have you here. Tony, how are you doing tonight? Doing pretty well. You know, as you can see, I'm not in my usual setup that I usually have. So, but so on here, I'm excited for this weekend and hoping for the best. There it is. Hoping for the best. Ah, yes, without a doubt. That is true. Ben, how are you doing tonight? Hey, guys. Hey, Ben. Hey, Tony. Hey, Joseph. Hey, everybody. Doing good. You know, just excited to be back on the show. Looking forward to this weekend's game. You know, record is what five, three, and five so far. Equal on goals. There's a lot to be handled. If we sweep it this year, we're back to even all the way across, which would only be fitting. Uh, so we got to start it this weekend to make that happen. So that is why we're here, guys, to talk to all you about that. Get your feelings on it. Give you a little bit of inside information as to what we've heard going in, who's available, all that fun stuff. But before we get into the Derby, before we get into the madness, definitely we always, always have to review what's happened in this past week, get you some news, talk about the last match, get a little bit of forum on this, and we'll make it happen. Tony, what is going on with the club? What kind of news and rumors are you hearing? So for much rumors-wise, there's only a couple things going on. Of course, there is the rumor of Diego Rosley finally being signed for Fenerbahce, but I feel like that's been an ongoing situation. But I think it's official. It's from sources are that it's been going to be official official, so we'll finally have a DP spot opened. Um, we finally got it. We also got a new sponsor in HelloFresh. Um, it is a food service that is actually I've used before, and I love it. It taught me how to cook. So it's pretty much it's a Bob subscription that sends you food, sends you a recipe, and tells you like and it tells you everything that you it sends you everything you need, and it pretty much teaches you the basics about cooking, cutting, how to temperature wise. It's pretty simple. So if you're out there looking to learn how to cook and learn how to also kind of eat a little bit healthier, because it also helps you from eating fast food, which is a lot easier sometimes because it's like you know late night, you're hungry, easier to do is a perfect thing and i'm kind of glad that they did that and also the most important news so in lafc and pepsi has uh joined to do a hashtag scarves up for good so at the pepsi plaza which is like right in front in front of hq and to where if you see christmas tree lane to the right is that's where Pepsi Plaza is. They have this big old scarf. So what they're doing with this is if you hold your scarf, take a picture and say, hashtag scarves up for good, 
proceeds will go, every proceed, like that hashtag will go towards the Mo football court. So it's like I said, it's one of those things that is really well done. And I like that initiative to do it because it doesn't take too much time and everyone's always at the bank anyways. And while you're walking by, why not just, you know, pull out your scarf during game day and just, you know, get some money going for it too. Also, I need to make a correction that I did on the last pot for the D9U tequila. So most so some of the portion of the of the of the item that you buy will go towards the football, not all of it, but there will be some portion going. So hopefully it's a good amount. But again, I don't know how much, but it's going to be a good amount knowing that. Without a doubt, I mean, pretty amazing with Pepsi doing what they're doing. The whole family, right? I mean, it's it's building. It's building now. It's getting momentum. Um, if you saw the artwork out front at the Pepsi Plaza, it's pretty cool with the giant scarf and everything. Again, selling the point, knowing what we're doing here. And so uh, very impressive. We can't wait to see it all all play itself out. Uh, we all love Mo. I mean, that that's if you knew him, you loved him. That's simple. And so to get this to happen, beyond it, it has to happen without a doubt so thank you tony for the info on that we'll keep you guys posted as things spread uh let's get into the last match before we get into the madness and carson uh going into it ben uh how are things how are things lining up for this thing yeah so for lafc they came out with the 433 uh crepo in goal palacios fall Murillo and Hollingshead in the back line. We had Ilya, Blessing, and Janela in the midfield. And the attacking trio of Vela, Chicho, and Brian. For Orlando, they came out with a 4-2-3-1 formation. They had Gallese in goal, Moutinho, Jansen, Antonio Carlos, and Ruan in the back line. Araujo and Urso in the midfield. Torres, Pereira, and Pato attacking mids, and Kara, the lone striker up top. There it is. And while they do have the lone striker, approach-wise, definitely overlap was the name of the game for them, uh, getting behind the defense, creating havoc for our outside backs. Uh, if you thought it was going to be, and we, we were thinking because they don't allow a lot of goals normally that maybe it's going to be tentative. Maybe it's going to be a feel-out process, especially with weather being a little bit odd. That wasn't it. They came for a fight. They were willing to fight. Uh, I say this is one of the best Orlando teams I think I've ever seen. I think it's safe to say that. They're very well organized, very well coached, um, and they took the fight to us. No question about that. So what we thought we were going to get early on wasn't it. They knew they could they could take us toe-to-toe, and they did, and they showed it for a while there. Um, even got a goal that it was called back. Uh, it was offside, but still the breaks were happening. They were finding ways to exploit the system that we play. So kudos to them. They're one of the first teams to really make us look uncomfortable. But as time tells, Tony, what were the highlights here in this one? So I'll just go to our quick highlights so we can get to the meat and, the meat and bones of this whole pod of El Trafico, or sorry, classical Angelio. Angelino, sorry. Um, El Trafico, I just don't like. LA Derby, whatever you want to call it, just don't call it El Trafico. So um, pretty much we um, start off with a Brian, a Brian Rodriguez goal assisted by Chicho Arango. And this is it was a beautiful run by him. It was long, long overdue. He is now about one goal behind uh, 
Hollingshead. <laughs> but it was a nice, it was a nice transition. So we were up when they're at the 24th minute. But unfortunately, oh, sorry, I forgot there was one thing. We almost fell back in, earlier in the match because Pato ended up scoring on us. Unfortunately, it got called, unfortunately for them, it got called offside. So we were nil nil at the draw. So we get to that. Go for it. About that goal, Vela, just dude, what great distribution on his end. He he had a lot of plays where he was really deep, and that was one of those cases, right? Uh, man, we can turn on people quick, can't we? That transition was was dynamic. I know Ben, you probably want to add in because just on the beauty of that goal, right? Yeah, I mean, just his vision to see a pick out Chicho all the way in the corner. And Chicho, you know, just first timing that cross to Brian was was beautiful. And credit to Brian for making that run. You know, usually he likes ball to feet. But this time, you know, he just took in, into space, finished his run, and finished the goal. It was a really good goal for LAFC. Spraying water, highly dramatic, gorgeous all the way around. That's what we pay for right? That's why we brought these guys in. They just showed in that one moment that even when things aren't looking so great in the moment, switch it, make it happen. And they did. Deadly stuff. Tony, let's keep going with more highlights. So, and then the 36 minutes, they ended up evening it, uh, leveling it out with uh, Pato coming back. Again, Pato is a very dangerous player, as you know who he is from his European days. And it's just, even though he's on the tail end of his career a little bit, um, he's still producing really well, but again, it's Pato. You can't expect anything from him. And so we were, we were at level for a little bit. So it was a little bit scary, um, but, um, with the, I would call this the weirdest play in old, I would say this was an LAFC of last year, defensive play. Um, uh, Murillo ends up scoring because of a clearance that didn't happen. And he's just there to just kind of pop it in really quickly. And Mario just now kind of making up for all his mistakes. And this is probably the turnaround that he needs. Ends up putting up uh, two, uh, 2-1 for us. Grinder goal. That's what that is. Making your runs, completing plays, crashing on the goal, not just assuming things aren't going to work out. Looking for the junk, right? It's a rain game. Give Mario full credit. He did exactly what he needed to do on the play, took the risk, paid off. Once again, another face putting a ball in the back of the net that we're not used to seeing all the time. This is good. This is scary when you can have the distribution this way. And we'll mention more of that distribution as we go here, but good on him. Well done. Bam, you got a good look at that one as well, right? That was just peak. As we cited Australia, that was a peak A-League goal. That was just... It should have been there. It was just so much shambles that will happily take it and what makes that game so much better. Right. Grind it. Make it happen. Cool, Tony. Let's get to the next one. And then so going into the half, it looked like we were going to go up 2-1, but unfortunately those weren't in our cards. And Moutinho ends up scoring in the 45th minute. Um, again, this, like, they... Orlando was has been a dangerous team this whole season. If you listen to um, shoulder to shoulder and they with their correspondent and they explained what my what Orlando has been doing, this is not a team to sleep on anymore. This is a team that's yeah. going to be in the playoff run and they could make a deep run as well. So it was a like a, and also the weather doesn't help us as well because again, if you saw, it was very Florida esque weather. So 
we go into the half two two. Absolute shootout as it as better than any of us expected. Um, it was good to see Janela out there. I think we mentioned him getting a shot at this. Arango as well. They did. It paid. Um, yeah, first half survived. I think all of us were feeling a little bit apprehensive at the moment. Like, God, we can't shake these dudes. Second half, of course, gave us a very different story. Right, Tony? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most important substitutions, which I feel is really cool, is uh, that was really, again, this is a props to Chindolo uh, uh, Dolo for making these substitutions when it's needed to. Sorry, my phone just dropped. Um, he subs in Janela for uh, uh, Sifu in the 46 minutes, not even like a couple minutes in and just like we're already, he's already trying to think of a head. And with that motivation and everything, we ended up getting one of the best goals. And this is why we also signed him as well. Ilya Sanchez, a nice rocket from outside to make it three, two. Did you all know he could do that on that level? Read it that way, hit it that quick. He's having a resurgence in his career, you could say. He's enjoying himself. I can't think of any other better way to show that than what he just did. Uh, Bam, your, your take on that one, man, because that was, that was good. It's good seeing a shoot from outside the 18-yard. Last, last season, season before, it felt like we were just passing it into the goals. Unless you're Vela. Vela's out of shoot from anywhere. But now having all these other players taking shots from outside the 18 and having them score cracking goals, we need more of this. Without a doubt. You know, that that's the thing. You can't low block a team like this anymore. You can't just sit there and wait. They can hit you from the outside. They can pick a guy on the back post, right? You can find the alternates at this point. You can score on corner kicks. We used to struggle with that. Not anymore. We'll hit you anywhere, and you're not sure who's going to be the guy that does it. So a welcome change this season, once again, showing that that pragmatic approach to Dolo Ball. Let's be real. Uh, Tony, let's keep it going. All right. So nothing crazy happens until the final minutes, which we'll get to. But again, this is – I want to – emphasize this before we when we go into the Carson we have this conversation about it this is how deep we are this season we're not the same old LAFC team of old where we our starters are our starters and then we have a couple we're really deep so just to let you know in the 74th minute we take we take out blessing for a uh, Acosta in the in the, the same time Vela for Ishmael so it's like we have the depth to do this and also, in the 89th minute, we sub out B Rod for for Moose. So it's so there's there's time to do this, to like change and how deep we are. And this all leads up into, as I feel like maybe he might win the uh, Golden Boot this year, as the way he's been been producing. But that um, Opoko with that run with and. Um, Mario, I think, uh, yeah, Mario finding him and just making that run, it was just crazy. And it was just such a bang up play to make us up 4 2 and going into and ending up getting a three points and on top of the West. Three points, top of the West, pop, popping four on a team that is very well organized. Uh, not in this game because of us. I mean, that's beautiful. It's us. Uh, beautiful. Uh, as sloppy as the game might have been at times, the resiliency is what should get us all excited. Teams of the past would fall back, get into trouble with this, get confused, start popping long balls, getting kind of 
or they get lost, right? They get lost in the touches and just possession this thing to death, and we're waiting and we're waiting and we're waiting, and no big plague breaks it through. That's not the case anymore. They hit you from different ways. They switch up the speed. The guys are a little more careful coming out of the back. It's good. I'm happy with it. I'll take the messy wins as well as the pretty ones. So good with me. Ben, your impressions on the match? Yeah, I mean, you know, just, you got to give credit to Cropo as well. Before we scored the 4-2, uh, he had two two big saves, uh, one against Kara and one against Pato. So you got to give credit to Cropo. Um, he's been really good for us. He's been a, a lifesaver uh, at times. And also in the 90th minute, right before we score that, that 4-2 dagger, Moutinho has a wide-open header, but he misses it. He misses the target. That was a huge miss for them. If that goes in, it's 3-3, and it's a whole different story for LAFC heading into Saturday's game. So we got to uh, tighten up on the marking and set pieces, but luckily we were able to get that 4-2 that um, goal at the end by Opoku. But, yeah, just um, overall, uh, like Chirondolo said in his press conference, it was, a, it was a game of two halves. You know, in the first half, you had Orlando – creating chances. Um, they're playing their way through LAFC just like way too easily. Um, their LAFC's press was not as good as it usually is. Uh, Steve realizes this, Steve Chirondolo, and he makes the proper adjustments, you know, by bringing on Cifuentes. And that just gives the team like much better control of the game in the second half. So they went with a 4-5-1 actually um, in the second half just to tighten up things up in the midfield with uh, Vela and Brian joining um, the midfield trio. So I, I want to give major credit to Cherundolo in, in this game. You know, he's able to pick out, you know, what the issue is and able to fix it like immediately. And that, that to me is invaluable. So I will give credit, a lot of credit to Cherundolo in this one. Um, as far as things to improve, just set pieces defensively, um, not losing focus in the final minutes. As, as I mentioned, you know, Mourinho was just inches away from making it 3-3 at the end. So, yeah, big three points on the road uh, in a tough environment and just happy we got the, the win for sure. Nice. Thank you for mentioning that with the way the system changed in Dolo. I mentioned at the uh, watch party about, dude, this is, this is Dolo's ownership in this game. His changes are what got us where we needed to go. Uh, while, while Bob seemed very dogmatic in his approach to things, we're finding that you can play a similar system, right? But be pragmatic at the end of the day. And that I think is the big difference is we now have a coach that's pragmatic. He sees things, he changes it. He's not stuck in his ways about it at all. Doesn't work. I'm going to make a move. You're not right for the game. I'm going to take you out. I need more energy. No hesitation. When you saw Bella come off, you didn't look all that happy, right guys? You looked a little bit frustrated because man, I didn't really come off, but it was the right thing to do at the moment. And he's willing to do that, and it's trusted by the guys. So, good. This is where we need to be. That's the big improvement. Uh, keeping things compact. Nice. A welcome change. Bam, your impressions? It was a game that, over the years, we wouldn't have came out with a win. We would have had that. would have missed those open goals. would have had an unlucky bouncer, had them score. And that's what it would came down to. That's plain and simple. It was just a game that in the past, it just wasn't there for us to win. But I'm glad that we got through it and finally got to see it. Yep. A welcome change. Good stuff. Let's throw it out to our uh, 
listeners as well. Comment time, people. I know some people are scared of it. I'm not. Let's do it. Let's have fun with the faithful here. Let's throw to the top here. See who's in the mix. Jason Ariano is in the mix. When I said all hands on deck, I was not kidding. Jason is here. Says, just curious, where are the so-called supporters who said Chirandolo out at his press conference? Also, my birthday is Saturday. All I want is a win in Carson. There it is. Happy birthday, Jason. Let's get that win. Well said, man. Yeah, the Chirandolo outs are kind of getting quiet there. Let's hope they stay that way. Uh, Roberto Espinoza, good seeing you, man, at the, at the watch party, dude. Super cool to see you there. Uh, it's still a long season. That being said, Saturday is when it counts and when some will eat crow. Not me, though. I'm just liking the changes he makes during the game. There we go. LAOC Beast is backing Tony on this. Definitely not El Trafico. Here's my take on it. If you're complaining about the traffic or you think that's the greatest feature that we have around here with this rivalry, you're obviously not from here. Simple as that. Or you don't play here in L.A. And then maybe the traffic is something that matters to you. Just a thought. Beast calling Bam a trooper. We agree. Beast is concerned, I guess. He doesn't see the cats, Tony. No cats? No cats? Oh, no. I showed them earlier. I I showed them there. They're, like I said, they're walking around, getting used to the surroundings at the moment. Again, temporary situation, but they're always near me. There it is. They always star. Uh, Roberto Spinoza says, please tell me someone is having some sort of watch party for us. Unfortunate souls that are not going to the game. Yeah, we'll be talking about that in a little bit. You know Tony delivers people. He always does when we talk about those. Uh, oh, <laughs> Roberto Espinoza, hello, fresh sponsored the pod or the club. I wish they sponsored the pod. That would be really nice if they could sponsor the pod. They don't. We don't have sponsors. We just do our thing. It's out of pocket, out of love for you guys. So there it is. Uh, Mark, Martin, Luke Galvan going to my first ever. Yeah. That game against Carson on Saturday. I cannot wait. All I've been thinking about all week. Prepare yourself, man. Be smart about your motions and movements there. I will tell you that, uh, this is real. This is a rivalry match. This is the biggest one in the league. It's getting up there. I'm telling you, there will be passionate folks there no matter where you're at. So keep your head about you. Be smart about it. Enjoy the game, and hopefully you walk out with there with a victory. Good. Love that you're making it there, man. I know it's an investment to get to these games as of late. All right, LAC Beast, the club. Yep, the club. Katie, Katie Burris in the mix. Good having you on there. <laughs> Tony, giving you the club vibe. There it is. Uh, really good football match, plus Orlando supporters were louder than Miami. There's Beast Not calling it. Hard. Yeah. They do. They've got a. They've got their own stand as well, and uh, they do their thing. They do their thing. That's for sure. I like B suggestions. Is Derby Angelino, Angelino. Let me get that right. Sorry, everybody. Uh, and L.A. Derby, and sometimes one ten Derby is fine, right? Uh, I like Battle for Los Angeles. That's good. It can't be of because both teams would have to be in Los Angeles, so it's going to be four. But Battle for Los Angeles. Um, let's see. Espinoza, the Vela Pass was insanely on target. Best one I've seen in a while. That's for sure. That uh, real acceleration was something else. I'm thinking maybe like a Toro, maybe, right? Like a bull going in like, yeah, it was cool, man. It was super cool. I dug it. Uh, let's see you. Peace Mob is in the mix. Says, what's good, Familia? 
Budo, Bardo, and Helino, Black and Gold Derby Week. It's all about the Derby. Love it. Love it. Can't wait to be there. Uh, I've only missed the two that we weren't allowed to go to. So that's it. I think for most of us, that's the case. Ben, did you sneak into any of those? I think you got into one of those, I, right? I, I think I got into one of them, yeah, during the COVID yeah. pandemic. We're all back now. It's a full house. It's going to be beautiful. Roberto Spinoza, Ilya was so good all game. Dude, he's smooth, right? He's just smooth. We have a guy that controls it. I can't wait to see what he's going to do this weekend. Uh, Anthony Bermudez, any news on Diego Rossi? Because the deal not done yet. If he does come back, would you want him? Um, Tony, do you want to jump onto that rumor now since he's already brought it up? Um, someone knew where you answer it, but it's like it's a they're going to sign him for a four year deal. Um, money hasn't officially been announced how much that deal is going to be because again, we get some of that cut be uh, because of course they have to buy it from him because he's technically still on loan from them. So um, hopefully moving forward when we get announcement of the deals, how much we make quote unquote off that. Because again, as I explained to one of our, our people that we uh, talked to, one of our listeners is we get a little bit of the money, MLS gets a little bit of the money, and then all the other clubs get a little bit of the money. So uh, we'll see. Everybody gets a cut in the action. That's how MLS works. I know. Even the ones like Colorado that would rather give us a player than get a transfer fee because they know that they can get more out of TAM and GAM than they can out of transfers in most cases. So there is that. Let's see. I'm going to scoot on forward. <laughs> I got a funny one from Get Off My Lawn. I think I'm just going to run over to his because it just cracks me up. Uh, get Off My Lawn says... What up, all? Are we planning to hang out and chill with Galaxy supporters like we did at Miami? Answer would be no. Uh, no, it doesn't look like that's the case unless you have some good friends that are Galaxy fans and it's a personal thing. But uh, no, it's it's a different story. This is rivalry week. It is what it is. Yes, we're playing, praying for peace. Do we expect peace? No, sorry. I'm not that uh, optimistic about things in life. I've kind of got 15 years dealing with those dudes. I kind of expect some nonsense so i'm hoping for the best praying for the best expecting the best no prove me otherwise uh roberto spinoza says dola is really increasing the confidence of the supporters he is he's open to it he loves what we do we love what he does right now the pragmatic approach is real um he knows right he's been in this environment his whole life he's dealt with darbies he knows that stuff so there it is. Um, let's see. Carlos C into the mix says, I'm on the late train tonight. What's up, everybody? Happy to have you here. <laughs> Mark Lopez is giving a uh, nickname to Mario, calling him El Gallo. I think it's more Toro, right? I mean, ah, go for it. Just don't do that to anybody in the field, especially this weekend, okay? That's all. That's all. Uh, Carlos C says, personally, I like the 110 Derby. Darby as a name, two stadiums shared 12 mile stretch of freeway. That's the one thing we share. There's a lot of other differences, but we do share the highway. Makes a big difference 12 miles. So I'm good with it. I like that one probably more than most. Battle for LA is fine with me, but 110 just is unique enough to be real. You know what I mean? It's real and it feels organic. So that works too. Not, not something a journalist made up. Now, something that the supporters can kind of grab on and it doesn't offend anybody. Let's be real. Does that offend anybody? No. Uh, yeah, it works. Uh, Beast. I have a gut feeling Raheem Edwards will try to commit a harsh foul. Just like you did when we played against them, right? 
He committed a harsh foul and almost got a red. Should have got a red, got away with one, right? Snake going to be a snake. Gummy snake, right? He's not that threatening. Um, but, yeah, I, I expect him to be physical. That's his game. That's what he does. The only problem is this time he's going to be isolated against Vela on many, many occasions. Try it. See how that goes. You hack Vela. I don't think you're going to stay on the pitch for very long. So that's just the life of this league, right? Star players, you hack them, you're off. It's simple. Um, like it or not, that that's how MLS operates. So, yeah. Uh, Roberto Spinoza, that would be a shame. I expect it. It's a rivalry. Things are going to happen. Uh, all right. So we move forward. Let's see. We're going to go to Club and Community. Tony, this is on you, man. What you got, Club and Community? Um, so for club community, um, there is an event going on for Earth Day at a I'm gonna butcher this again a Abalone Cove Reserve Saturday, April 16th. So they're pretty much like need people to sign up and help on Earth Day. I believe it's since reserve. There's probably planting, um, moving dirt, fertilizing stuff like that. Again, this is really well for the community it's well for anything that you need to do moving forward and it's always fun because you get to meet other people in the lafc community and friends that you probably wouldn't meet outside of anywhere else like and it's not just supporters it's also like regular people fans stuff like that so that is one event and usually when it comes to earth day events uh tend to be t-shirts all the other swag right i mean it does pay off let's be honest um mm -hmm. And it's really a cool event because it's a well-attended event. A lot of your fellow community will be there. It's worth it. It's totally worth it. A lot of fun. Thank you, Tony, for bringing that up. Uh, people are looking for watch parties, but I think you have something else you want to bring up as well about memberships, maybe? maybe. Um, so, of course, there's always the 3252 membership. It's going to be on going on all year. Um, as the unboxing, you get a scarf, pin, and a mask. It helps for memberships moving forward for anyone in trying to join the 3252 it, it helps that uh supporter group get into it and become more official and it's a little bit easier i know there's um like this is just the bylaws and we just have to keep following there's they're, they're in a they're there for a place they're there to not have to have the little guys have power and have moving forward and it, I, and it just makes everything a little bit simpler. And again, it helps with TIFO. It helps with anything that we're doing 3252 initiative as well. So yeah, we simply can't function. We can't put the show on that we put on. If there's no members, it's <laughs> for the members, right? The swag mm -hmm. is nice, but at the end of the day, it's to stay alive. If you're not growing, you're dying. That's how the culture works. So if we're not gaining members, all bad things. Budget gets smaller. We get to do less things, less dynamic. Travel becomes an issue. Just kind of cascades. So critical, critical that we keep the membership up, uh, engaged, and growing. Yeah. Uh, watch parties. Somebody was asking. I think Roberto was asking. Tony, what you got for watch parties, man? So the watch parties going on, unfortunately, there was a very limited amount of tickets to go around for this one. Um, Carson being Carson as much as they are. Um, but as I also like to give a shout out to everyone of, I saw the videos of all the watch parties and all the new faces that I've seen, which was really, really cool to see the culture growing again. Again, I 
don't know if it's, I believe it's more because one, we're winning, of course, more fans come and they want to be part of this. And also I believe all is because COVID is somewhat gone, not officially, but some people are more willing to come out. So it's nice to see faces I haven't seen in a while. So yeah, refreshing, right? Roberto mm -hmm. paid me a visit. It was super cool to see him kind of surprised me. I'm like, Hey, you know, um, Many familiar faces we haven't seen in a very long time was at the la were at the last watch party. And I know everybody at their watch parties was having the same thing is it's a coming together. It's it's living again, being in public together again, celebrating our team that's having a great season so far. Uh, and in this case, you know, here we go again. If you can't get to the game, and I know most of you can't because of how restrictive they've made it for us this year ridiculously restrictive and I'll, I'll save my comments for that towards the end here because i got a lot to say uh but we find ways to stay together anyways whether it's inside of the stadium outside the stadium we find a way to make it work so uh tony you have the floor sir all right so of course for black army we are back at a sp sports bar and restaurant at uh 132255 Telegraph Road in Santa Fe Springs, California. It is a great venue to go to. Um, for anyone who's going to that event and is Black Army, I challenge you to take my spot because I will not be there. And there are a lot of other most likely capos are not going to be there. So I want you to lead the cheers, lead the chance. And I want I'm just giving that one as well into all these watch parties. Like I want to see who steps up while the the mains are at the game that are allowed that we're able to go and essential for us to take over Carson. So that is one. Go for it. So much passion in the 3252. I know others will step up. I have confidence in you. I know you will. <laughs> but uh, also shout out to SMP Bar. They did a great job for their first ever watch party involving uh, members of the 3252. And there were members, not just Black Army there. So that was really cool. Giant screens, must say, those biggest screens I've ever seen in a watch party that we've had. So that was nice as well. You can't get blocked from the screen at this place. It's pretty, pretty good, pretty comfortable. And the food's pretty good, I got to say. All, all winners, that's for sure. Crew has a good one going on, right, Tony? Yes, they do. So um, Crew is going to be at the EO, uh, the ELO bar at um, 2834 North Broadway, Los Angeles, California. Again, the same thing is like I know they're usually at the Chuparia, but I believe like most people are are out and about. And again, challenge anyone from the crew to step up and try to outshine the the current capos. And again, outshine me. I'm calling myself out to outshine me. Replace me, please. I challenge that. Um, the future. The future. Exactly. Let's keep this going. And then the last one, as a moment, because. Again, I'll post more coming forward for other ones to watch because most of them are still trying to find a spot and trying to see who will be able to go because it's very hard to to make a watch party, especially if most of the people are going to it, um, is D9U. D9U, of course, is at their clubhouse again, which is um, 11... Um, 466 uh, Chandler Boulevard, North Hollywood, California. And then also for anyone in the Ventura County area, they have one at Corner Pocket Ox in Oxnard at a 658 SA Street in Oxnard. So those are the watch parties at the moment. And I believe there's a LAFC one, but I could not find it. I feel like they're more of a 
they've been like hiding that and they'll repost it. So I'll repost it when they come up, but come out, watch it. Unfortunately, some of us won't be able to make the game because of the, the stuff again, we'll, we'll save it of what's going on with that, but again, have fun, be safe. And we'll see you when we come back for Easter. Celebrating on Easter for very many reasons. Yes. I know a match on Easter. We'll talk about that too, but yeah, be safe out there, guys. Enjoy the watch party again. Keep your heads. It's rivalry time. Um, and it's on Fox, so it's kind of easy to find this game. Just saying. Uh, but yes, enjoy yourselves. Now let's move it on to the Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. We had a bit of a debate tonight as what we wanted to go with. It's one of those games where how do you, how do you, you can't really knock this one into a single story, right? I mean, I think we all have songs that pump us up for this. And I challenge you guys, as we mentioned, the two that we thought of in the moment if you guys got some other ones that pump you up some albums that get you going throw up the comments when we go to the comments we'll go to those as well because y'all got stuff just like i do they get me going for these games get me ready for these things there's a playlist that's for sure so share it here it goes tony um mark just pushed where the uh those secrets those tickets in north end are gonna have one they're gonna have one at uh boulevard market in montebello so thank you mark for letting me know and so people could who are listening can so and i will post it when i see the post or maybe it's out there and i'll just post it later tonight nice there we go those tigris in the mix cool all right so the first song that we went with tony do you want to do this one because i know this was one that you brought up first go for it um so one of my favorite pump down song and this is actually like my workout song my getting hyped to play like ranks on anything that i'm playing for video games is uh fort miners remember the name uh the uh, the the album is the rising tide as most of you know my chinoda is part of that group uh, of Linkin park and it's one of my favorites just because it's like i feel like it embodies us this season of like there's no there's a couple percentages and skills and luck and everything but this is what is like the perfect like quote-unquote walkout song and just get you pumped for this weekend nice and kind of some of those lyrics kind of match up our approach to those dudes as well so there it is uh the one i went with now i'll tell you in most cases is going to be flogging molly or something like that to get me going but i gave him love last week so the other one this one's more of a shout out to our very own jason uh this is definitely down his alley so uh i went with the bouncing souls uh how i spent my summer vacation album and the one song to me that, of course, stands out the most in this one is going to be True Believers. If you know it, you know it, right? True Believers all the way. Uh, it's just gets me going every time because it definitely is a football vibe, right? It's a supporter vibe all the way. So I love that one. That one for sure. Uh, in my head, I was thinking Local H, Born to be Down, because it's a nice insulting song to whoever you want to sing it to. Fits them. But yeah, Bouncing Souls, True Believers is a supporter as it gets. So. That's where I'm going with as well. Can't wait to see what you guys say as we get into the Carson preview. Uh, there we are. Ben, do you do you have like a, a song that gets you ready for these things? Oh, man. Not off the top of my head, no. <laughs> if you're going to work out, something going to get you up, what are you going to go for? Mm, probably some hip-hop. There we hip-hop, go. Yeah. There we go. I think Tony was mentioning hip-hop earlier, right? Certain artists that you're like, that'll get it going. Uh, it was Tupac uh, and Snoop Dogg, um, two of America's most wanted. But I'm a big Tupac fan, so again, that's what would be 
my favorite, one of my other favorites to go to. There we go. And bam over there. I know you got something. What you got? Yeah, like it wasn't the mood. Like I don't mind a bit of um cosmic gate, a bit of the side trance, even from that, a bit of hard trance, all that kind of stuff back in the day. Then I can go down the hip hop route again. I'm a Tupac fan. I'm just there's a lot of pump up songs. Like you gotta go with some AC DC from time to time. Um so it all depends on on the feeling of the of it all. Nice, nice. All right. So I'm looking, I'm just gonna throw it out there because I see some comments. Let's see who got it. Uh Rasa does mention there is a concert at the bank this Saturday. Yes, so there's some music already. I see Al mentioned Rage. Yeah, definitely Rage, man. Like Battle of Los Angeles is probably as good as it gets, especially for this rivalry. Again, for me, Rage, like I'll just play the album. I don't pick a song. I just let it go because there's nothing bad from Rage as far as I concerned. It's all gospel for me. So, yeah, beautiful stuff. You're like, beautiful, Rage? Yeah, it is beautiful. The insanity is beautiful. The messaging is beautiful. I dig it. I dig it. All right, good stuff. Ooh, Carlos C. thrown out the... Uh, Red Man, Method Man, Blackout album. Thank you for mentioning Blackout, Carlos. This weekend is a blackout, so you know. Carson's going to go with a whiteout. We're going to respond with a blackout. I have a funny feeling if y'all wear black, whether you're in the supporter section or outside of it, it's going to look real interesting in that stadium to see the black stand out against the white. It's going to be really cool and probably, the, probably playing right into our hands that they're going to do this whiteout. Just saying. Just saying. Ooh, LAFC Beast puts Tupac to live and die in LA. Oh, Rasta showing love for true believers. He says he'll post true believers tomorrow on the black and gold vinyl club. Love it, man. That is awesome. Ah, love that album. So cool. Hey, Mark Lopez getting a little different here. Classic Deep House vinyl record. This is Los Angeles by Mark V and Boogie Bear. Hey, there's one. There's something a little. Now I got to go research. Love it. Uh, let's see. LAFC. Well, of course, this one has to be there. California Love by LAFC Wolf. Now you're getting me into the stadium because I know we play it in the stadium and getting me stadium vibes. And there's so many good songs we do there. Definitely. Well done, guys. I love it. Let's get back into the mixes. Y'all waiting for it. I know y'all waiting for it. So let's transition into this bad boy. Before we start into that, mm -hmm. before we yes, start yes. into the rivalry, um, this past week's been a massive week for former players of ours. Been a massive it week has. for them. Yes. Yep. Go so for it. we'll start off with uh, Kim on Kim Moon One has started twice for um, John Bok FC. Both of them coming with wins. He's been playing in the mid instead of at right back, and it's been going quite well. Uh, we also had uh, Rossi score for Fenerbahce in their 4-0 win the other day, and coming up this weekend, they have the Fenerbahce Galatasaray derby at 10 a.m. Saturday morning for you guys. We also have um, Marcus Urenje scored in their 5-0, in Central Coast Mariners 5-0 win over Wellington Phoenix. They play Sydney FC tomorrow. So hopefully they get another win there. And we also had um, Artuesta, who played 60 minutes in Palmeiras's Copa Libertadores Group A round one game in their 4-0 win. He played 60 minutes, got a yellow card, and had a nice assist. And this weekend, they actually kick off the Brazilian 
league. So their first actual game for the season kicks off uh, at there will be five p.m. your time on the ninth. So tomorrow, five p.m. Do those guys ever get like any extended time off in Brazil? It just seems like it's one tournament to the next tournament to the next league. Like it's just this nonstop football, man. It's crazy. Pretty much, pretty much. But yeah, so I mean, he's already got two pieces play. of hardware, right? He does, he does. He's got he'll be going for another one. So let's get him <laughs> some more hardware. So it's been a massive week for former players of ours. That's fantastic, man. Thank you, Bam, for covering that. Uh the where are they now is as important. Because wherever they go, it'll always be a connection to us. Whether it's national teams, especially national teams, uh, it's it's special, very special for sure. Uh, beyond happy to hear, man. Thank you, Bam, for bringing that up before we get into the mix. Because yes, definitely, it's rivalry week. Definitely, this is the game where people make names for themselves, become immortals in our eyes, get the love, get the hate. You may mention all of it. It is there. It's them. Yes, you can't. I'm already freaking out, and I know it's like 48 hours until, but, dude, I'm losing my mind already because it's been years since I've been battling these people, um, and it's been years for you guys and a lot of games. It's added up. Current record, like I mentioned earlier, they've got five wins. There's five draws. We got three wins. There's some making up to do. You're like, oh, that means they got the edge in the series. Well, they might, except we've eliminated them from a season. We've called it for them, okay? The biggest games when it's the hardest ones, we tend to take those. The one nugget, nugget, of course, is we've never won in their house. That's the one thing they hold over us. This weekend, we get the chance to change that. Probably the best chance we've ever had. Yes, they're improved this year, but we're also improved this year. Uh, this is a good chance. If you're not seeing it, this is it. Uh, of course, in rivalry week, in anytime we play Carson, throw it out the window, they're going to play the game. Right, they're gonna battle. Everyone's up for this game. It's gonna be a war. It should be a war. We have the right players. They have the right players to make this a battle. This is gonna be a proper clash. Whether you're there, whether you're at home, whether you're at a viewing party, this is gonna be one for the ages, no doubt about it. So let's get into the mix. Carson's run of form, Ben. How have they been faring in the last three matches? Uh, so the last three matches, they have. Two losses and one win in their last three matches. They lost 3-2 at Seattle back on March 12th. They lost one zip at home to Orlando on March 19th. We had the international break, and then they just came off a 3-1 road win in Portland last week. So that's how they're doing the last three games. They are third place in the West. Um, Chicharito leads them with four goals and Raheem Edwards leads them with four assists. So that's pretty much what they've been up to this season. Interesting. And of course, last year they collapsed it out completely. He lost a bunch of games, ended their season early when they shouldn't have, uh, down to the last day. Um, and they started out rough, right? First few games. I think they got a tie against an expansion side. No, they beat them. They did beat them. Um, that's their turnaround, right, against the expansion side. But basically, they're looking more of the part. They're looking more like what the Galaxy thinks they should be. Uh, so it's interesting. On that said, Tony, what's the good, the bad, and the ugly at Carson? So the good for them is Chicharito is is on his scoring ways. He's in, in form, so we always have to watch out for them. Um, 
as well as I'll say this is a bad for us and we'll see is Raheem is also doing pretty well for them. And I wish that wasn't the thing, but again, snake's going to snake. Don't care. And then the ugly, of course it's the rivalry weekend. They, there's no love loss between supporters, people on the field. They know once you're on that field, it doesn't go as much as Chicharito wants to be friendly and with Vela and everything like that, out of all people, he understands a rivalry because he's been in, in part of major big ones and there's no love love, even if you're best friends on the opposite side. Yeah, they mentioned in the press conference, well, not press conference, but the post-practice, uh, he was mentioning, someone brought up that he's actually played against Vela in, a, in Champions League before between Manchester United and Villarreal. I think it was a win and a tie for Manchester in the two legs they played against each other. So they've they've actually faced each other in big games before. This has just been such a long time for them. It feels like it's all new again. Uh, he also did mention, I will say this, give him credit. He pushed it off of him and Velez being the story and was all about the team. Um, and I think that's the right mindset going into us. It is best. They's definitely going to be the battle of all of them uh, to get across the line. So that was interesting now ben they've had some interesting changes to their lineup and i'm going to mention some shuffles but there's an interesting player coming back in the lineup and an interesting player that's not in the lineup this week what do you got for me today yeah so marky delgado he got a red card last week against portland so he will not be playing uh he is suspended for this match uh his replacement uh one would think is Sasha Clushton, but he's been in the uh, health and safety protocols for the past week, so they're not sure if he's going to be um, you know, in full fitness, ready to go. So we'll see uh, who Greg Vanny uh, slots in the midfield with uh, Rap Ellison. And uh, Douglas Costa didn't play last game, but he has been in full training, so he sh- is expected to be available for this game. Um, we will see. Um, as far as the uh, their system and the uh, potential eleven, uh, they like to play a four-four-two. Um, they usually go with Bond and Goal, uh, Raheem Edwards, uh, Depoy, Koulibaly, and Araujo in the back line. Uh, Ravelison, uh, maybe Vasquez in the midfield with Cabral and Alvarez on on, on the sides. And if he's healthy, Douglas Costa and Chicharito up top. Um, I would say there's there's three major decisions that Greg Vanny has to make, whether he puts in Koulibaly or Derek Williams at center back with Depuy, uh, whether he decides to go with Vasquez or Kleshton in the midfield, or Grand Sear uh, versus Alvarez in the midfield. So. Well, we'll see what he does, decides to do, um, but everything else should be just how how he's been playing uh, this season. Yeah, it is interesting that they have gone back to that four four two, and sometimes they play four four one one. Especially if they bring in Vasquez as a starter to be like a striker, he'll actually play withdrawn uh, with Chicharito as a target man. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, but they do like Alvarez as a striker as well, so that gets funky too. Um, in fact, they've kind of platooned between Alvarez at times. And I think they also used, um, if I'm looking at it right. Oh, who did they? Oh, Cabral has been up there a little bit too, which is really interesting to see. Well, who's their strike partner? 
it's it's you know you're, there's there's Jovalich there as well that's pretty much been a sub all year. I think he comes in late games most games. Would he get a start? Because he has started against us before. You know who's next to Chicharito, and if it's going to be Vasquez having to drop back to cover. Yeah, I mean, big questions. Is it going to be Alvarez? I have a funny feeling he'd prefer Alvarez up top. I know Vanny in this when he was talking to the press what yesterday after training, they were like, Are you gonna shift people around, you know, to, to make up for Marky Delgado? Because as you guys probably know, Delgado's played every minute until he got red carded. He's the one guy he never subs out. Everyone else has been subbed out. They move people around. The one guy he never moves, the constant on that lineup is Mark Delgado. And now he's not here. And so they were asking him, like, are you going to shift this guy in? And he was very adamant that he doesn't want to move people out of places they're comfortable at for the sake of flow, for the sake of the game, which leads us to that question. Well, then who is it? Because Vasquez is your first cho- choice as a sub, and Kleshton is kind of your go-to, but he's not. I mean, could you call him 100%, right? I mean, he, they, he had no symptoms, but it's still there. I mean, to me, that's the whole world is – who can really de- replace Delgado? Strikers yeah. come and go. You can move people around. You can sub them in and out. But you're dealing with our midfielder. You know Ravellison's going to be there, right? Mm-hmm. But who's next to him? What they, about Raheem? They have a Raheem. Well, I mean Raheem. They're gonna. He's been every game at left back, right? Yeah. And 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 he's having a moment. I saw the interviews with him, and he was just like, "I'm playing better because I never changed like the roles consistent, so I can perfect it." There's no way he's gonna move him, right? I mean, yeah, could you true. imagine? It's hard. Uh, so they they probably have more questions than we do going into this. Yeah. We just know his preferences, right? Mm-hmm. Alvarez gotta get minutes, right? There's no doubt he's gonna get it. Chicharito's gonna get about 80 minutes or more. He does tend to sub him out late. Costa has yet to play a full 90 at any point this season. Lucky to get to 80, and now he's coming back from a hammy yeah. injury. So um hard to predict i honestly do think that that costa will definitely be the right mid right he'll be on the mm-hmm. outside he'll be flying in doing a little bit of wing play at times it's an interesting development for us because that would be the palacios role yeah. right and so he's going to be isolating palacios and it, it could be a bit of a a battle for us and maybe they have to play a little more conservative in in many cases and protect a bit so that's going to be an interesting thing the other dynamic of course is Raheem as a left back will be isolated against Vela at times yeah or a Poku or Tajuri Shradi pick your poison um so that that's where I see that so I think Edwards can't move like there's no way so my prediction he's going to split time between Vasquez he'll probably start him and then bring in question later on limited minutes that would be my prediction for the big question I don't know where you are, Ben. Do you think that might be that what they're looking? Yeah, at? Yeah, I think he's gonna play it safe and go with uh, go with Vasquez um, to start off. You know, it's gonna be hot that day, so he's gonna need fresh legs off the bench. So I can see Kleshin putting in a good 15, 20 minutes, and then maybe uh, uh, Grand Sear off the bench, um, Jovalich off the bench. So yeah, I think I think both teams are gonna make. You know, use all their subs considering the the heat in the game. So yeah, that's that's what I look forward to this this Saturday. And you mentioned Grand Sir. Do you think he's going to start on the left, or you think it's going to go to Cabral? Cabral. I think Cabral, Cabral. is um, more um, 
used to the system, I think. I don't think Rincer's played as much as Cabral has. I think Vanny has a little more confidence in, in Cabral. That's just my take. Especially at the risk, right? Because he's coming yeah. back. Yeah, mm-hmm. which which would pretty much put Alvarez up top, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there we are. Revelison's a guarantee, I think. I don't think there's any question. Now comes the back line. I'd probably predict what? Dupuy Koulibaly? Would that be the prediction? Yeah. Because Williams played last week, right? Yeah. Yeah, he played against Portland. Do, do you know why he chose him over uh, Koulibaly? I'm not sure, but they seem to be shopping for center backs right now. Right, There's been a yeah. bunch of names connected, so I don't think he's quite happy with anyone he has right now. And so mm-hmm. he's he's look. I think Koulibaly is his preference, right? I mean, yeah. he's happy with him. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Dupuis Williams situation that maybe they want someone else to start that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why you're getting rumors right now. So yeah. that I think is the obvious. So I don't know. Are they auditioning? Um, if I if I look back, so let's see. We go back way back to what. I think against what New York, they had Dupuy there. Game after that, Dupuy again. Game after that, Dupuy again. Uh, fourth one in now. It's Dupuy and Williams. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah. So last one is Dupuy Williams. It's just interesting. Mm-hmm. Really interesting to see what he wants to do. I still think it's going to be Cooley Polly. I still think it's going to be Dupuy over Williams. My take. My take. Bam, you want to throw in on that thing? What do you think? You've been looking at him a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Dupuy Williams. They've oh. played the full game together. They've played the last two games together. They know each other, so I look at it, they won't be changing that. Because they got a result in Portland? Like a reward for that? Yep, pretty much. There we go. All right. And Araujo, do we think there's any debate on whether Araujo starts at right back? No, he's starting. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Which, which honestly, you have now the isolation between Rodriguez and Araujo on the outside. Some good matchups I like, in this one, dude. This is. I'm <laughs> telling you guys, this is going to be a war. Like, like really, there is so much risk on both sides. This is not a walkthrough game. There's storylines everywhere in these lineups. It mm. is really going to be a back and forth. The difference being to me. Will be more about our lineup and the fact that we have a goalkeeper that can organize a back line and we have more mature players in the back that can handle these things. Um, whoever you put it right back, they're gonna be fine. They're gonna be fine. Hollingshead's there, we're okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Escobar comes back, he'll be fine. That then puts Hollingshead as an option at left back if you really want to shut things down when you're dealing with Costa. Yeah, I I think uh, well we'll get into it later, but I feel yeah. like Hollingshead's gonna Hollingshead is gonna start at right back, Cheeky's gonna start at left back, and then I think Escobar will get a few minutes in for Cheeky, and then they will switch Hollingshead to the left and put Escobar in the right back. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Which which kind of mirrored some stuff he did with Orlando. Right against Orlando last week, mm-hmm. how you kind of shift some bodies around and make it work to, to cut, shut things down. I'm with you on that. I think we're going to see that kind of pragmatic approach to this thing. Good stuff. All right. Uh, other faces, I think was Aguirre played a few minutes this last match. He's another guy that's central mid that could get minutes to make up for the hole they have there right now. Um, yeah, going to be really interesting. I think their questions are are bigger than ours. That's for sure. Uh, 
Jovalich, expect him for a few minutes. That's for sure. Yeah, no surprises there with the rest of their subs. Um, you're, you're wondering, well, what kind of approach do they take to the game? I did bring up stats. I know, guys, I avoid stats like the plague as of late because it's just, to me, sometimes it's overdone. But this is the one matchup where they actually tell a story because the Galaxy of old is not the same anymore. They share a lot of the same parts from last year. But there's something a little different there, especially with their approach to the game. Um, they average about 56%, a little over 56% possession in their games. That means they're holding the ball more. They're picking and choosing their attacks. It's a little different. They hold the ball more. They hold it more than we do, right? Talking about the change, we average about 54%. Both dominating in, in what they do. But we're actually willing to give up possession in many cases and in many games to get guys on transitions and counters and create problems where they seem to be that team that wants to just keep it. You know, there, there is something to that. Um, accurate passes. They've actually been very accurate. They average about 85.9, so about 86% um, on average. Yeah, that's their pass rates. They've been very efficient in their passing. Of that, they average about 420, I think 425 total passes. We're about 404. Yeah, we're about 82%, but that's because I think we just ping the ball so much, right? You get the turnovers. But uh, it's interesting there. Like, their stats are starting to mirror us in many places and be a little bit more possession-based than us. So that's fascinating. Here's the interesting thing, and this could be the big difference. And you're going to be like, blow my mind. This is a, a role reversal since past derbies. The expected goals for them is about 9.7 uh, so far this season, but only seven were converted. Uh, our XG 10, but our actual goal is 13. So we've scored more than expected. It's because of the dead ball stuff, right? And the set pieces. But I find out interesting as well that their finishing isn't where it's they're expecting it to be. And that usually was our story last year where the XG didn't match. But now we're doing better than XG. So go figure. Um, five of seven goals from open play for them. For us, it's eight of 13 because we've mixed it up. That's for sure. They've only had one free kick goal, one own goal this year. And that was what? Tui Loma last game, I believe. Bang, bang play. So that's interesting. Shots on target per game. They average 4.4. We average 5.6. Uh, big chances. Uh, they're ranked fourth, I believe, with 12 big chances. We've got eight big chances. We're 11th ranked. Big chances missed, though. Uh, oh, no, they had 11 big chances missed. We only had five. Again, finishing seems to be something with them this year. Uh, they averaged 1.4 goals a match. We averaged 2.6, which is wild, guys, in a football game, football team to average over two. But we're averaging over two. Why we're in first place, right? Um, goals conceded is also pretty cool. Uh, they averaged one. We averaged 0.8. Do you see what's going on here? This is matching up rather, rather well. They got two clean sheets. We got two clean sheets. They averaged 1.8 saves. We averaged two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, clearances, they averaged 17.6. We averaged 11.4. So what are we seeing in this? A back and forth is what we're seeing in this. I think, you, are we in for another shootout like we normally are? Could be. Could be. It could be just the story of finishing in this. And if we finish the way we've been finishing, things look in favor of us but again it's the rivalry 
throw it out the window. They got to play. Uh, takes on that, Bam. Stats thrown out there. I had to throw it out there. It's interesting. I didn't realize that we were so close with so many of the stats. Um, the average possession, that's going to be interesting. We're both averaging over 50%. So who's going to take control? That's a big question we've got to think of. If I'm strategizing, I think Dolo seeds it for the counter. Kill him on transition, especially with a midfield that, again, also shows how much Delgado's impact in this is, right? He's the consistent one out there, and he's not there. So that does change things a bit. But we've been willing to do what we did with Orlando. When we started doing well, it's because we kind of did play a bit of counter. Um, and we've done this before already this season. So, yeah, I could see us changing speeds, right? Ben, what do you think in this? Um, you know, I actually picked out another few interesting stats. LAFC mm-hmm. is actually um, the team with the most yellow cards in MLS. That's something new we're not used yeah. to. So, you know, we're not going to get pushed around anymore from, from these guys. You know, we're going to stick a leg in, you know, get a good – Good, a uh, few tackles in there. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to to a battle, you know, in in the midfield, all over the field. In reality, um, yeah, it's we're not we're not gonna get pushed around anymore. You know, we have good good veteran leadership in the midfield. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The other big difference maker is dead ball situations. To me, the one thing we've never been effective on, especially against them is hitting them when they foul us. They they used to foul us like crazy because they knew we weren't going to be efficient on this. We weren't going to be dropping dimes and hitting people. But now we have a specialist with a right foot and a left foot. We have corner kicks. We have tar- multiple targets on corners. If they want to see dead balls to us, we will punish them in this game. I have every bit of confidence. If they give us more than about five corners, one's going to drop. Seriously, I feel it. You know? Uh, you get to the, you get to free kicks. If they drop them at the top of the box, something's going to give. If they go even farther out, Acosta's going to drop it in and make it messy for them. They have to be careful with their fouls more than I think even we do. We have the weapons. It's a different approach. They have to approach us differently and respect the weapons because we have plenty now. Mm-hmm. Should be, re- again, a fascinating game. Emotions are going to get the best of us. I know we're going to lose our minds this weekend. But when it all breaks down, it's going to be a lot of interesting storylines to reveal to you guys next week. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, that being said, let's talk about our own side because we need to talk about our own side. What should we expect from our own people? Uh, Tony, who's in and who's out of the lineup this week? I know we had a huge revelation on a player coming back, so go for it, brother. Um, so as all you know, uh, Escobar has been cleared to play. Um, I don't believe he will start just because like it's one of those things he's getting back into fitness and especially in a in a big game like this. I wouldn't want him to play, but you know you got to keep going with what's been going well. I will see him most likely in a uh, more of a substitution role when it's, the time seems fit. Uh, Duenas is out as well, uh, and of course Segura. So the same people that we usually have out, they're out for a little bit. Um, I can't wait to get Seti Eddie back and solidify that back line 100%. And for them, they have Saldala is out till mid-April. 
so he's out with a knee injury. The uh, Fanana has a knee injury as well, and then Delgado, as we talked about, is suspended on cards. Yeah, so via Fania, Raheem's his replacement. For real. Uh, and I don't see, even with Viafania coming back, I don't think Raheem gives this up. So, we, we, months ago, I said, whoa, that hurts. They don't have him. Ah, they got Edwards. They seem confident there. So, interesting for them on their missing guys. Again, I think we've talked about it well enough. Marky, Marky Delgado, and I'll keep calling him Marky because I like to. Uh, <laughs> past history. Oh, yeah, that history. The Chivas USA one, right? Um, just saying. Just saying. Uh, We've known him for a while. Yeah. Uh, he's the he's the guy. Missing him, that that second yellow really hurts them bad. And we'll, we'll go into it. So we see who's back. We see Escobar back. Makes it really good for competition for places. We don't know what our starting lineup is. Not because there's problems. It's because we have this wealth of options. And it's a beautiful level of wealth. It really is. We look at our back line. Now the Escobar's back in the mix. Now we can go, oh, what do we go with? As Ben mentioned earlier, is Palacios on the left or is Hollingshead? Is Escobar on the right? Is he not? Then is that Hollingshead spot? The only thing we know for sure is a center back. It ain't changing, right? Mario, fall. Their partner is in crime now. Now they're both scoring goals this year. I guess Chiki's the only one that hasn't yet, right? Mm-hmm. The guy's been starting. But he's got assists, right? So he's producing in his own way. Again, a wealth at the back line. And they're stable, averaging less than a goal a game, of course, with Krep, with, with Mac. I'll call, I love Maxine Krepel. Uh, having him back there just really solidifies what we've got going on. Keeps people calm, reads the game really well. In a moment like this against that team, how excited he is, how happy he is to be there, his ability to talk these guys through things out there and knock it shaken by the ones behind him it's going to be critical absolutely critical we don't have a timid keeper in there anymore we have a guy that's willing to fight something we need somebody willing to say something he'll do it so we're good on the back line again ben the debate was who starts i think we know right yeah i think it's going to be palacios in the left and Pauling said on the right just because um as Tony was saying, Escobar is coming off an injury, so he needs some time to, you know, get up to speed. Um, center back, like you said, Fall Mario. In the midfield, um, I don't know what you guys think, but I think it's going to be Ilya, Acosta, and Sifu. Um, and up top, we have Vela, Brian, and Chicho or Opoku. What do you guys think? It. it- it depends, right? So I agree with you on the midfield, without a doubt. Experience wins the day. Put the guys in and playing the best. There's nothing to experiment with. This is a rivalry match. I know Dolo has said multiple times, I put in the guys that are ready for the game on the day. Straight up. But I think we know who's ready on the day. I don't think there's any question about that. We know who's ready on the day. So top line, the, the question becomes, we know the one answer, Rodriguez is on the left. No question. Right? No debate there, guys. Right? We know he's on the left. The question is the other roles. Do you put a Poco in to play on the right and throw Vela into the middle as a target man? Do you put Chicho in the middle and have Vela isolate Raheem? I kind of feel in that one. But I also want to reward players who are 
lights out this year. So for me, in, in my heart, my heart says Opoku. Without a doubt, Opoku. Um, bam. What do you think? I think we, I think we start Chicho because you see our last game, Opoku came in off the bench. He still scored. He still played magnificently. Having him off the bench is amazing. As someone said earlier, Chicho off the bench isn't that great, but he can still, if he starts a game, he can get better into the game. So if I look at it going, it's not who to start, it's who to bring off the bench. Who to bring off the bench for me is Opoku. The other thought, if you're in a close quarters combat match, which this will be, who do you trust in an, in an alley fight, right? Chicho or Opoku? Who's going to grind? Close quarters. Get a ball. Maybe get, take the foul. It's going to be Chicho, right? Chicho. Mm-hmm. Chicho, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, again, heart says Opoku, head, yeah, it's Chicho. Probably Chicho. Ben, your take? Yeah, I'm going to go with the experience here. Just go with Chicho. I, I, has Opoku played in a derby before, or did this be his first? He got hurt, I think. The one time he was going to get the shot, he got hurt. So this would right be his first. Huh? Would this be his first? I think so. Yeah, so yeah, I, I would go with, with Chicho. The one time he was going to get the shot. Echoes. There, you heard yeah. that echo. Yeah. <laughs> um, weird, man. So, uh, yeah, I'm again, Apoku's going to get his shot. I think it's going to be later. The fun part is if you start Chicho, just look at your five substitutes that get to come into this game and impact it. That, to me... Where he's talking about the difference. It's the substitutions. Who comes in fresh in a hot game? Right. So, oh my gosh, who runs out of gas? A Poku. Oh, are we having more problems? Is Vela tired? It's a jury Shradi. Like, that dude won an MLS Cup, man, last year. I think he could play in a pressure mm-hmm. match. I think he's okay with it. That ain't so bad. Still got blessing, the midfield. too. Yeah, blessing comes in. He hates the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. He probably hates them more than we do. For all those terrible billboards they did. <laughs> Ugly stuff. He's got an edge there. And he yeah. always hurts them. Now he comes in the second half on a tired side. Man, just, just imagine that. Opoku, Tajiri, Shradi, and Blessing playing you on counterattacks. That's fun. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You get two more, two more subs, right? Love MLS five subs and all that. So now you get to get your backline solidified. You bring Escobar to cancel the game yep. on the right side. Shut it down. Holling said, shut it down going back to the left. It's 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 written, guys. It's written. Ben, I don't think you disagree. Those sound right no, to you? No, I mean, yeah, all those sound good to me. Uh, like I said, it's going to be a hot game, so I expect Chirondolo to use all, all his five of his subs. We have Musovski as well on the bench in case we need him. So, yeah. I think everyone's available. Everyone's going to be used. So, yeah, let, let's do it. Let's do it. Now, you look at their subs, and it, it gets light quick. They got about three good ones and then two eh at this point. that's That might be your big difference, people. Again, get through the first 20 minutes, right? That's the big one. Settle down. Settle down. Pick your places. Catch these guys. We'll see how it goes, but it's going to be a good one. That's for sure. Uh, Bam, your, your predictions, man. Do you think this lineup's any different than what we just mentioned, or does it sound about right? It's about right. Um, but as, as we've said in the past, it all depends on um, 
what Cholo wants to do. He'll pick who he, he thinks. We can sit there and try to work out why he picks certain players. Before the game, we sit there and go, why did he pick this? After the game, I know why he picked, picked this person. So wait to see what he comes out with. Yeah, again, he's very pragmatic. I think that's the word of the day when it comes to Dolo. Nice to say that for once. Um, in a rivalry match, I feel good. Tony? Um, I wouldn't change anything. It's just like, again, same thing I've been saying. It's just like kind of go with the hot hand of what we've been doing. Um, again, it is a rivalry week, but it, it, and we technically would put more of like in the old system, the people who have been there before. But I, I wouldn't see anything messing up a good thing. Um, we have the bench. We have the depth. We have everything that we need to do to change any tactics that we do, and we can give them different looks. Because, again, we, they, we aren't the same LAFC from not even not even the 2019 LAFC, or even with that depth, because we can show a different look. So I, I don't see anything changing at all. Look, as good as I think... Well, we know how good 2019 was because Vela was lights out. But that relied on Vela to be lights out to be the 2019 team. This team doesn't have to rely on Carlos Vela. We have him, right? He's amazing. But we don't have to rely on him. That's the difference from the 2019 team to this team. If he gets deactivated, we still have weapons. Says good to Jury Shradi in the mix now. This team is deep deeper than any team we have ever had in our history. We have a goalkeeper. We've never had a proper goalkeeper. We have one now. We have a proper backup for him. This is depth we've never had before. This changes the whole thing. Whatever happens this weekend, the juggernaut continues. It doesn't get lost in the mix. Next week, we go at it again and get even stronger and just keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger. If we take this game this weekend, I'll predict it right now. We're going to sweep these guys and take them for the second game, too, because we're going to be flying at that point. Because at that point, I think we might even have another DP in the mix or two. Bring it. We'll be even stronger when it comes to the summer. Got to feel bullish about this. I do. Is it wrong, me, Ben, to feel so bullish about the situation? No, I think I think you're on point. I mean, you know, I feel like, even though this team is in first place undefeated, they still haven't reached their full potential yet. You know, there's there's still room for improvement. So that just excites me a lot. You know, um, Chicho, he, he's got off to a slow start because of injury. Um, so, you know, there's there's only room to grow there. Opoku is, you know, is, is not getting the starts, but he's getting minutes, getting goals. So that's huge for his confidence. So yeah, Ilya, um, Acosta still, you know, adjusting to to the midfield. Yeah, I I think Escobar's coming back from injury. So you know, this team has there's no there's no limit. You know, I think this team can go all the way if if it's done the right way. Keep healthy, keep competitive, make the run, build more to it. Um, I know there was conversations about Vela and the contract. I think that's more of a distraction. That's an article that needed to be written because it needed to be written. Um, and I mentioned as a joke, don't give him anything till this game. He scores a hat trick, we buy, we, we sell it. We, we give him this contract. He's earned it. Let him be hungry for this one. We're here. We're hungry. It's good. So there we are. Uh, any final thoughts, guys, before we give this to the fam here to talk about? 
Should we talk about the situation of what we're going to be dealing with, or should we just leave that to the next episode? <laughs> For the stadium situation? Mm-hmm. I think it's naturally going to come out in the comments right now. Let's be real. I know a few of them are going. We'll throw it into the mix. Let's see where we got going here. Uh, join the conversation, people. Let's make it happen. I see you guys have been flying on this one, so I got to roll this one way, 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 way back. Oh, let me see here. We're going way back. Do-do-do-do-do. Boy, you guys are busy today. You're making me scroll for a while here. Um. All right. Dude, this is wild. Hey, Christian's in the mix. Look at this. Christian. Let's effing go, LAFC. There we go. There we go. Uh, get off my lawn. Mentioned that uh, Chicharito did an interview that sounded pretty unsure that he would get the W. Galaxy is slightly favored to win. How we feeling? Yeah, so the betting line has them as favorites, apparently, which is wild. History is history, yeah. right? You got to break the duck. Um, underdog. Rather be the underdog. But they're good. I and mean, this is the thing. The Galaxy are actually good this year. I'll, I'll admit it. They are. They've found themselves. Vanny's building something there. Are they as good as us? Nah. But it's that home cooking that makes a problem for us. Two strong teams. That's what we're looking at, guys. Uh, let's see. Mark Lopez. I'm looking for Fall and Mario to boss it up. Chicho and keep, and keep him scoreless. Keep him scoreless. I, I, yeah, I'm feeling good. The Wolf says, when someone wants to compete against Vela, usually delivers. Let's go, Charlie Candle. Yes, the Charlie Candle. I love the Charlie Candle reference. Whenever we talk about Charlie Candle, he does something, and Christian Philemon has to drink out of his shoe. So I'm okay with that. We want to see, we want to see some shoe drinking, people. I'm just gonna say, it. yeah, go for it, Bam. So. Obviously, a, a well-known Australian, Danny Ricardo, does that when he wins Formula One Grand Prix races. I've been seeing an ad, and I've got to send it to Philly because he'll love this. It's a wine decanter molded to Danny Ricardo's boot. So what you're saying is that we need to get a Carlos Vela boot molded into a decanter. Yeah, and get it for Philly. And fill it with the tears of Carson fans. Gotcha. I'd like to make a craft beer called the Tears of Carson. Just saying. I know one of you guys can pull that off. So Tears of Car- Carson craft beer. I'm just I'm just saying. It'd be cool. Uh, let's see. I think Al mentioned the depletion in the mid. Yeah, there's if, there, there's issues there. That's for sure. Uh, B, two things LAFC needs to avoid are conceding early goal. And if LAFC has the lead, don't let Carson tie the game. Right, hold leads. It's hard, though. It's a battle. I get it. But we're built for it this year, so bring it. Uh, get off my line. If, if Elsie comes out with a big win against Carson, I will eat all my harsh words about Dolo so far. Steve Turndolo has crushed it, but things change fast in the MLS. Yeah, I expect some people to come out if he doesn't get a result already negative about him, which I would say completely wrong because of what he's built so far. I know Rich is out there keeping receipts. I don't know if he got one for you, man, but uh, he's having fun with that. Let's see. Uh, Beast for the panel who starts and who comes off the bench. Chicho Poku. Okay. I'm going to move forward. 
Get off my lawn. Chicho has proven himself being the silver lining for the club last season in a rough year. Yeah, it's true. Beast asking if we could see Franco Escobar starting. Uh, I think we had consensus probably no. If he does, it'd be pretty surprising. We definitely use his physicality, that's for sure. The man is a, a master in the dark arts. So he would be fun in a rivalry match, that's for sure. He gets a lot of yellows. Not a lot of reds. The man is smart. Uh, Roberto also did the, the, the Chicho start. Not seeing Escobar as well. Uh, Beast in agreement with Blessing coming off the bench. Mark Lopez, if Escobar gets a good amount of minutes, I'm looking at him to absolutely punish. I'm with you on this. If you're going to go to war, you want Escobar. If this is a knockdown drag out and guys are picking up yellow cards, you're going to need him. Right? Then you need him. Uh, Wolf, Hollings head and fall. That would be a great attack when it comes to corners and free kicks. We got everything. Marvin Chavez in the mix. Hey, Marvin. Al Hopkins makes his 29 to 29 goals on aggregates. Game's going to be wild. Yeah, I'd throw it out the window, right, Al? That's how it works. Uh, LSC Wolves, Rebecca would recommend LAC go out all attack because Carson can be fast at a counter and never keep your eyes away from Chicharito. Mistakes done with Orlando is Chicharito's specialty. I will say that he is the ultimate poacher. You know, that is Chicharito. He kills you on your own mistakes. Does he dribble through three guys to make something out of nothing like Vela does? Nah, that's not his way. He gets open. He makes his motions. He presses when he needs to and pounces. That is his way. So if we're shaky back there, if Mario decides to have a moment like he has in the past, we're in trouble. If he keeps his head, we're in, we're, we're fine. We're fine. Uh, Marvin says, all I know is we play Galaxy twice this season. And we need to win both to be tied in wins. Embarrassing, we were down to wins. I'm with you, man. Lost opportunities the past few years. And I'm with you on this. You're only as good as your last one. That's how rivalries work. You win the, you win the match. You own the rivalry till the next one gets played. That's how this works. That's how it works. Throw it all out the window. You want to talk about cups you've won while we are not around? I don't care. It's what happens this weekend. That's all I care about. That's all that matters. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Marvin was happy about the red card. So was I. He is their stability in the mid. Oh, okay. Carlos C says Galaxy will feel pressure to score early. Ellis need to sit back and give them possession for 20 minutes or so. Pick their moments, push up. I just want to get through 20. If it's 0 0 after the 20th minute, I feel real good about this game. 0 0, 20th minute, we take control. As the game progresses and we're in a draw situation, we start owning these games. Time is their enemy in this case. You see the way their substitutions are. They have guys that can't get through 90, they just can't. Time is our friend in this one if it stays at nil. Uh, let's see what else we got. <laughs> Carlos, see pressure Vasquez limit their crosses from the outside. Chicha won't score if he doesn't get good service. That's the story. That's the story. LAC Wolf is on board with blessing of Poku subs. Uh, moving over. Oh, Royal in the mix says Chicho starts. Apoku comes in hot off the bench. 
Love it. Roberto, we're with you. We love this club. Oh, yeah, this one. Mark Lopez. Remember when Yakovic uh, was our only option off the bench? Sad times. That's sure. Yeah. Uh, Oroya wants to know how many C's did Dignity give the 3252? A minuscule amount. A minuscule amount. Okay. They've created kill zones. They're locking us in. They're making very, very difficult to be with the 3252. There will be no movement into the 3252 if you're going to the game and you're not that you're not in it already. Dude, you're we're cut off. It's like we're on a we're on an island if we're in the 3252. Completely an isolated situation for all of us. They're limiting gear, they're limiting everything. It's very, very much controlled. Um, dare I say it, fearful. Um, I feel like they're suppressing the culture, to be honest. That's how I feel. Um, scared. Not about violence, I don't think. I think it's something else. So, uh, yeah, I'm not happy. I don't think anybody is. I wish more of us could be there. Should have been more of us. Any other stadium would have been more of us, but there we go. And what's going to be wild is, again, whiteout versus blackout. Because they're not letting us just fill up together and make this massive section, it's going to be salt and pepper all over the place. And I think it's going to be a whole lot more LAFC fans than they're expecting. That's what I think is going to happen. And then their security is going to have to deal with that. So, yeah, I, I again, not happy. It's a low amount. Um, yeah. Regretful, that's for sure. Uh, Carlos, if Vela scores a hat trick, I'll break my rule about custom jerseys and get a Vela jersey. This would be the year to get one, I gotta say. Um, uh, Luis Arroyo, I just a question as I feel they will try to keep us quiet. Well, I mean, those of us that went for the camo match, I'll say it, and I don't feel bad about it. Um, they put rubber mats in the section and zip tied them in so we couldn't make noise with the with the uh aluminum benches. Actual rubber mats. And what was sad about it, if you were in the front row, you kept feeling like you were going to fall out of the front section because your feet would catch the rubber. And, of course, if you're diving around, jumping around, it's dangerous. It got to the point where we took them out because it became a safety hazard. Yeah. And we found out they never put them in there. It was just for us. They wanted to sound suppressed. So gamesmanship, people. That's how it plays. Um, <laughs> yeah, Roberto, you got to suppress the culture when you have no culture. Right, Mark Lopez. A couple of y'all got to take flip flops on turning the seats into drums. We've done that before, haven't we, brother? We have definitely done that before. I have a long history of using the bench as a drum. It carries well. It carries well in a stadium that's pretty much benched out. So yeah, um, Marvin Chavez. How y'all feel about a tie? There's been too many already. That's how I feel. I want the win. I want the dub. I want it all. I want it now. God, there could have been another song we could have picked. Right <laughs> um, yeah, I want the win. That's it. Especially, especially with all the shenanigans going on in the background. I want to own them there. I want it. That's it's, that's it's the one thing we haven't got. A win in their place. They benefited from an empty stadium to get ours. Guarantee you, thirty-two fifty-two was there. It wasn't going to happen, but it happened. Now we're there. And we're still going to outsee him. As limited as our group is going to be in terms of size, we'll just add it to fight. I'm not talking 
physical fight. I'm talking with our voices. I'm talking the culture. We will take them to school yet again. That's what we do in the stands. It'll happen again, even more so because they're limiting us. Bring it. We're ready for it. Roberto Espinosa, garbage. Yep, garbage. I'm with you on that. Uh, get off my line. I'm going to mention this because, yes, dude, honestly. Uh, anyone see that Galaxy video? Yeah, the guy that snuck into our section and wore our gear and paid money for our gear and played himself and got hate from his own people? That one? Yeah, the video's there. We saw it. It's lame. It's funny. It's the best advertisement we could ever get. Just Rent-free, man. Rent-free. Made himself look bad. Showed his obsession towards us. And that's fine. Do it. I mean, you, you tell me, after watching that video, who you want to hang out with? Me and Tony? Bam? Right? Or you want to hang out with him? Let's be real. Talk about podcast world. Who do you think is going to have a better time? That dude or us? Who's going to focus on their side and do its best for their side? Him or us? That's all you got to know. He hurt himself. He hurt his own side. That simple. So keep it up. Never change, Carson. Keep focusing on us from years past, random events, or clubs that don't even exist anymore. Keep focusing on those. Keep chasing your windmills. It's cool. Totally cool. Uh, let's see. Yeah, TikTok video cringe, right, Roberto? Really cringe. Again, I'm happy he did it. I am really happy he did it. Mark Lopez, if someone on our side made that video, I'd be embarrassed. Dude, I would excommunicate them. Let's be real. They can go over there. Honestly, like, guys, don't even take that. That's Again, I don't expect it from our people because we have something more to play for. It means more to us. We don't have to mention a year. We don't have to mention a certain trophy. We just mention this, our community. That's all we care about. It's more than that. Will we win cups? Yeah, we'll win cups. But then we got that part too. We got the culture and the cups. They don't have that. When their fan base does stuff like that, it reveals it every time. Without a doubt. Uh, after five years now, gets old, to be honest. Yeah, we got to get over the hump. We got to get the result. Agreed. That's what it's about. It's about the football now. Got to get it done. <laughs> Smalls mentions Carson fan. Yeah, yeah. We go all night on these dudes uh, for sure. Roberto, we have community and, and it's what we do it for. You saw what happened, right? In the, in the Pepsi Plaza, you saw what happened. That's our story this week. That's what we're running on. Building fields, man. Honoring those we've lost. That's what we're focusing on. <laughs> Not defunct football clubs. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Different world. I'm off my soapbox. Let's keep going on this stuff. <laughs> so uh, it's on it. We've got our final comments like we always do. Thank you guys for throwing it in there, man. It was absolutely amazing what you guys threw out there. Keeping it, keeping your heads as you do. Thank you for that. Really awesome. So, custom is, ooh, I'm going to give it to Bam since he's the survivor. He's the battler. You start it, sir. Give your final thoughts, man. Final thought for me is got a long weekend of sport. Got a long weekend, long weekend of sport. I've got the Melbourne Derby, 
We've got the F1s in Melbourne this weekend. We've got um, the LA Derby. We've got other games that definitely we're watching. Just the biggest thing, stay safe. That's all it is. Just stay safe. Don't go looking for fights, but always protect yourself and your mates. Plain and simple. That's all i got to say for this weekend. Well said, brother. Well said. Tony. Like I said, let's just go out there and represent the culture of what we've created over here. And it's not about, of course, we want the cups. We want the recognition. We want it. But at the end of the day, we are here. Win, rain, shine, snow, win, loss, behind, ahead. We'll keep singing. We'll keep supporting our boys no matter what happens. And let's just show them what a real supporter group is, what a real support culture is, what being from Los Angeles means. And it just and it just doesn't mean being the typical quote unquote LA team where you only care about if you're winning. We care because we we bleed for this club. And that'll be my final say. There we are. Thank you, Tony. Well said. Ben, you have the floor, sir. Yeah, it's just anyone who's going to the game, just to piggyback what everyone says, uh, stay safe, um, you know, don't engage in violence, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's, a, it's just a game, we're there to have a good time, of course, we want to support um, our team, we hope our team wins on the field, uh, let's hope they can, um, you know, use our energy in the stands to, to get that W, and yeah, just, just have a good time and, and enjoy the game. Well said, brother. And now I'll say my piece. Above all, be golden. We say stay golden. I'm going to tell you guys this weekend, be golden. Show that you're Los Angeles. Show it with pride. Wear your colors across this city. But do it with honor. Do it with respect. Keep your heads. Keep your passion. Let it rip. Get as loud as you possibly can from whistle to whistle in the lead-up as well. Defend your side the right way. Stick it with the football. Stick it with the uh, culture. That's what you got to do. Show why we are who we are. Put your scars up. Hashtag your scars up, right? Make it happen. This is Los Angeles. We represent Los Angeles. We all know this because we live Los Angeles. That's why there's an LA day. There's an LAFC day in LA, right? We know it. We know what the cost is. We have something to lose. They don't. So let them dig themselves into a hole. Let them get all negative. At the end of the day, we are who we are. They can't take that away from us. We are LAFC supporters. So keep your wits about you. Be smart. Get home safe. Let's all celebrate a win this weekend. That's why we're in it. That's what we're going to do. Of course, can't wrap this up without tradition dictating itself. So, uh, bam, word of the day. Stay golden. Tony. Stay golden. Ben. Stay golden. And for me, to all of you, stay golden, Los Angeles. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder. The black and gold is taking over.